Uh, it says we're live, what? y'all. What? We are live once. What's this episode like? 14? 15? 14, what episode 15, we on, y'all? 15,000? 15,000? 15, <laughs> no, he might be exaggerating a tiny bit. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're getting there. So, <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuned in to the Anything Can Happen show with Kenya Asa, Quezzy Dreams, and your man, Kevin. Hey. And today's uh, special guest, y'all. Guess who the special guest is? Who? Voila! <laughs> what? Today, y'all. What? Come on, y'all gonna have to, y'all gonna have to ask me some questions to get this conversation oh, wow. going. Oh, but oh, I know Quezzy always has videos and fun stuff. I don't know if he has anything today be- because oh, uh, any behind the scenes kind of stuff. Oh but man, gonna- actually, I got oh. something really fun for the people today. Really Ooh, fun. Yeah. I know uh, right before we started this live, we were having a really brief conversation about our photo shoot going down next week. Uh, and this is going to be super, super exciting. I'm really ready for it. Uh, but yeah. we're about to make anything can happen official. About to put it on the global map. Uh, Come on, but you're we're talking about pictures like this, posing, oh, yeah. looking all. Oh. Yeah, oh, no. gonna let I can I can help quick. y'all out. I can help y'all because uh, posing is one of my specialties. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I take people's it. pictures, I pose them. You're gonna get me right, Miss yeah, Kenya. I, I will. I'm not gonna let us go down looking like no fools. So oh, like, oh, I, we are, we you guys can't be near me because I'm gonna be bringing like the the whole like. Ooh, you're gonna be glowing. You're gonna do the, oh, the yeah. faces. I'm gonna be bringing oh, yeah. bringing the whole thing. Zoolander, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be Zoolander face. <laughs> Zoolander face. <laughs> we're gonna have a pose off. That's what we're gonna have, have a pose off. We might, we might. <laughs> but I know we were we're talking about what everybody's gonna wear, and I think that'd be a good good conversation, a good icebreaker. What should we all wear? And you know, it's always fun to do it live. I'm interested in what the people are saying, the rebroadcast in the comments. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really wondering what should we wear to this photo shoot. You know, I'm gonna be sporty and fly. You know, I'm gonna be in the in the workout gear, looking all clean and everything, repping oh, out, yeah. uh, repping all the the fitness gear, looking all. You oh know, yeah. Just like I got done doing a hundred push-ups real quick, flexing on everybody. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna but, be looking like that, but uh, we'll, oh, we'll see. You gotta have we'll some yoga what... pants on, Miss Kenya. I, Yoga you know pants. what, probably not. <laughs> and also my stylist, the incredible Prince Kaleo is my stylist and he'll mm. be helping me um, get my situation together. So we'll wow, see. Prince I have Kaleo. no idea. I have no idea what he has in store. Mm. I know it's going to be fire. I know mm-hmm. it's obviously- You got to bring out one of your best suits, Quezzy. What? My suits. best suit. One of your best, best suits. You got to be fresh to death for the photo shoot. Always. Oh always looks clean. Oh, my goodness. Always. What? Always knows what? what? Yes. Well, maybe I think of you. I think of you. I think suit. of you we as like the GQ one break of out the, the group. The what? You yeah. Yes. In the, in the, oh, in the top drawer. Yeah, I'm not going to do this to me. He never <laughs> looks right. He never looks raggedy. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my elevation path. My elevation <laughs> path. But. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and hop into it. So we don't need no video today. We got something even better than that for the people. And I guess since our special guest is also one of our co-hosts, Cressy and Kenya are going to be taking over this steering wheel today. Yes. Um, so Kat, I know we got a quick vow for you for the people who don't know or for the people who are just tuning in, joining the Anything Can Happen show. Uh, but Kenya, would you like to read off this little bio for, uh, for our special guest? 
I would. Kat is an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker. He's a native of the Bay Area. Hey. He is the CEO and founder of Cat Fitness Wellness Center, Heal the Hood Tour, Plant Powered Brothers, and Rejuvenate, an all-natural vegan-friendly supplement company. Wow. Within these business ventures, he's he has many roles. As an online fitness trainer, he offers full-body group mm. training classes and helps people transition into a plant-based diet. As a motivational speaker, he has spoken at the Oakland Veg Fest and San Francisco. So I am so happy to be having this conversation. Uh, this is this is so exciting to me because I love talking about this particular subject with Kat and talking about his history and where he's come from and where he's going. Yes. So I'm excited about this. Yes. Yeah. Yes, on the yes, flyer, yes. we threw up the, the before and afters and everything. I know people was like, what yeah. the hell happened to Kat? Why was he... Why was he in that medical bed hooked up to all yeah. those machines and stuff? Yeah, that looked like two cats. <laughs> right, two right. Cats put together right. into yeah. one cat. <laughs> but Confused. Futuristic <laughs> cat with the, the past cat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And cat, if you're able, could you share that picture for the people? Could, mm. could you bring that up real quick? I and know that's what I was about so to say. That picture is not uh -oh. sharing on my side. I don't know if uh -oh. you can pull it up on your side, brother Quezzy. Actually, I, I can. I can. I um, can I got this somewhere quick. in here, and I, I'm gonna, oh, be like, who? Actually, who was wow. that? Right. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. let let me let me show this to the people. So, if you're watching this live, then brace yourself. If you're in the rebroadcast, brace yourself. But I want you to check this out real quick. You might not believe this is our amazing co-host. Mr. Cat Fitness himself. Can everybody yeah. see this right here? I think they can. Come on. Yeah. Let's get some wow. comments in, comments rolling in. If you can see the uh, before and after pictures. Right. That wow. was back in 2014. That was August, what, August 21st of 2014. That was in the hospital. Um, yeah, the most interesting day of my life, y'all. Wow. It was uh, the day I had... Uh, had thought I had a heart attack, right? So I woke up, it was like one in the morning that I woke up, right? And had the most intense tightness in my chest that I've ever felt in my life. I was like, man, it's like, what the hell is this? So me, not thinking that anything was wrong, just thought I slept on the remote or just slept the wrong way. Thought I was just gonna get up and kind of like walk it off, right? So when I got up, my chest like, it continued to get tighter and tighter. And the crazy thing about it is, mind you, I would just sleep just a couple minutes ago. So I'm like, why is my chest so tight? Why does it feel like I just ran like a hundred sprints, a hundred hundred yard sprints back to back without taking any breaks? Like I couldn't breathe, my chest was tight to the point where I was like, okay, let me go splash some water on my face. So I go into the bathroom, splashing water on my face, trying to get myself together. And I literally, at one moment, I was like, I feel like I'm about to black out. Like I'm about mm. to pass out in this bathroom and nobody's gonna find me until the, mm. until the next morning, right? So with a little bit of energy that I had, I went back into the room. I shook my wife, I was like, babe. She was like, what, what was going on? I was like, um, 
my chest is tight. I can barely breathe. I feel like I'm about to pass mm. out. I think you should call the EMT. I think you should call the ambulance, right? And she was like, she looked at me. She was like, oh, okay. She popped up quick because she knows I'm that type of person that doesn't like to go to the hospital, right? So mm. if I'm asking her to call right. the ambulance right now, right. she knows that's something serious, right? right. Yeah. So she popped up real quick, calls the ambulance, takes them like five, 10 minutes to get there. They start taking my blood pressure, taking all my vital signs. And they're like, hey, from all the symptoms that you're telling us and what, what you have going on, it looks like you're having a heart attack. We need to get you get you uh, to the emergency. Right. right. And let, let me ask you, Kat. So how mm -hmm. old were you in this picture over here on the left? I was 30 going on 31. Wow. Yeah. My, Young. 30, Young. my 31st birthday was like mm -hmm. three weeks away. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. wow, you almost yeah, three and a half 31. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. That's right. powerful. Yeah. So, so let just just for the sake of the viewers, right, who might be looking at this and might not know you at all, right, outside of the bio, and maybe watching one or two episodes, like how how did it get to a point where you're 30 years young and you're essentially on your deathbed, right? Like, how did it get to that point? Yeah, it was. Uh, it didn't happen overnight. It was it was 10 years of working in corporate America. And why I say that is because once I start kind of working in corporate America, I start really taking all my energy and focusing it on my career, mainly my career and my family, right? And not spending enough time focusing any type of energy on myself. So over those years, I started to gain weight, you know, wasn't working out, really wasn't thinking about what I was putting in my body, <laughs> like when it came to nutrition and stuff like that. So over those 10 years, I got up to two in this picture right here, I was 250 pounds. Wow. And uh, wow. that was the heaviest I've ever been in my, yeah, Ooh. the heaviest Dad. I've ever been. Mm -hmm. So, you know, up to, up until that point, you know, prior to that, prior to corporate America and stuff like that, you know, my background is athletic strength and conditioning. I was I was in pretty good shape when I was younger. Not as good as what you see on the right, but I was in pretty good shape, you know. Wow. And uh, not until that moment, like when people say like your life flashes before your eyes, you know, um, I had that <laughs> moment. Like when I was in the hospital and I was getting rushed to the to the emergency and I was in the back of the ambulance, all I could think about was my my kids and my family. Sure. And I was like, damn, I I fucked up. Right. Like mm -hmm. I like I put myself in a situation where I might not come home, uh -huh. you know, and that's that's a really scary situation. Like when you're sitting there and you don't know what's going on with your body and you're feeling all these different things and you've never felt before and you don't know this is the last time you might have saw, saw your wife or saw your kids. You start thinking about all the things that you didn't do. Right. right. And I was having that moment like I was like, oh, my God, like. My oldest son at the time, I think, was like 10, right? Uh, my youngest son was like two or one, one going on two. Okay. So it was like, man, I, am I going to be able to see my kids grow up? <laughs> right. And just all these things, you know, flashing before your eyes is like, all I could do is all I was doing was praying at that time. I was like, God, please uh -huh. give me another chance. Let me get through this. Let me get home safely to my wife and my kids. I'll change my life around, you know, just show me what I need to do, God. You know, mm -hmm. it was one of those kind mm -hmm. of moments, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Uh, you know, by the grace of God, 
Um, I did get to walk away from the hospital. And, you know, at that particular moment, the tightness in my chest wasn't gone, but um, I was good enough to go home from what they Mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. So can I ask you something, Kat? Can I ask you something? So Mm -hmm. one thing that I, one of the reasons why I'm so excited we're doing this episode is because people do have a tendency to believe that youth means everything's okay. That if you're young, like you said, you were 30, that how could anybody who's 30 have a problem? Mm -hmm. How could there be a risk if you're that young? You know, and so the, and so I think one of the things that you're situation and your experience shows us is that that is not a guarantee. You know, just because you're 30 years old doesn't mean that you can't um, eat your way into a bad health situation or not even necessarily eating your way into a bad health situation, but neglecting. um, And you may have even neglected some red flags along the way. There may have been like, you might've been out of breath once or twice in a place where you weren't normally but yeah. you were so focused on work and you know providing for your family and and doing stuff like that that it just wasn't at the forefront of your mind self self care and what goes into your body just wasn't at the forefront of Not your either. mind you know and yeah. so i think it's really important for people to understand that um, being young does not mean that that you cannot land in the hospital yeah. that's and, a nugget you know? and what was really interesting probably like five to six months before I had this experience, right? I saw one of my old teammates that I played high school football with, right? And uh, it was so crazy because I probably haven't seen him in years, right? Probably in like six to seven years. And he actually gained a lot of weight too, right? And uh, he was, he's probably like almost like 300 pounds. Like that's how, like when we were young, he was skinny, tall guy. Wow. And at this mm. point in life, he was like, damn near, he had to be close to 300, if not 300, wow. right? And uh, within, I saw him probably like six six months prior. And then like three months after seeing him running into him, I heard that he passed away, oh. right? Oh, and he was just man. a year, you know, with, mm. you know, health issues or, you know, something happened. I don't know if he had a heart attack or mm. something along those lines. He passed away and I was like, wow. So when I was having my situation, that really brought it to like, oh my God. That's why I think I took the step to tell my wife, like, I don't know what's going on, but I think I need to get checked out, you know, because Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. his situation, maybe he was, had something similar happen to him, but he didn't, you know what I'm saying? So always making sure that, you know, if you're feeling something, if you, you know, when you feel like you're off, Right. When mm-hmm. something's just not right, mm-hmm. go get checked out. Go see what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. it's better and to it's catch it early scary. than way too late. Yeah, it can be scary. So it can be, you know, <clears throat> you know, it, it can be a situation where you're feeling something and you're too scared to get it checked mm-hmm. out. Because I know people yeah. who don't go to the doctor unless there's something dramatic. They won't right. have check. Right. I was just on on the phone the other night with one of my best friends and he was, I'm going to totally shout him out. He was tell you know, he was telling me that he hadn't been to the doctor in a while and all this other stuff. And, um, and there's the issue in this country too, of doctor's visits being expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, the fear of, 
not being able to pay the bill and then having everything be okay, then you'd be like, why did I do that? Why did I waste the money? You know, because it's very, very expensive to get medical care here for a lot for a lot of people. And so um, there's a lot of fear. There's financial fear. And then there's fear that you don't really want to know if there's something going on. You know, and yeah. so right. good for you. Ignorance is bliss. It, yeah, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> right. And in yeah. the same sense, it's, it's not cheap to have a funeral as well. You know, word. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> just as much as it costs to go to the doctor and, and make sure everything's on point, you know, going putting your, your family in a place where they have to pay for a funeral and all the things that come with that is also um, a burden on the family, you know? Right, right. Yeah, so. so better to better to take care of yourself than have to put your family through that. Absolutely, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I want to shout out the viewers who are watching with us live. I see uh, Lexi. I'm a writer. Welcome back, Lexi. I see she asked an amazing question, saying, "What's your topic today?" And mm-hmm. our topic today is specifically, I believe, it was um, purpose life after physical death. Yes, purpose, life after physical death, right? So right now we're still covering the the physical death aspect, right? Before we get into the purpose life and all the amazing things that Kat is doing now that many of you watching know him as, right? But I really want to highlight because I feel like, especially in this country, especially during these times, right? Just statistically speaking, the average American has gained about 30 to 40 pounds in this COVID period, right? In the last year or so. Wow, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, wow. It's intense. It's intense. Wow. Right. And when you consider putting on that amount of weight, that's like two pounds a month. Right. Like yeah. putting two on three pounds. that. Yeah. Like two to three. Wow. Yeah. That's that, it. May, it may not seem like a lot, but that's when you're putting it on in fat. Right. Like yeah. that's a lot for your body to take on at one time. Right. Because your bones, your bones aren't necessarily building the density. Right. At the yeah. amount that your your fat mass is expanding in your body, right? And it can just be stress that puts on your heart and your other organs as well. And and your joints, right? And like even your ability to to think clearly and like your lungs expanding as they should, right? Just like all these things that we're gonna see the real impact in like 10 to 15 years, maybe even sooner, Right. right? But right now, we have an opportunity through this story, right? Through Kat's vulnerability and transparency to hear at 30 years young, like this man was on his deathbed, right? So I want to highlight something that was in that picture because at the bottom, you put like a caption, right? So on the left, you had somebody, mm-hmm. uh, you you know, old cat laying in your deathbed, 30 years young, right? Not going to make it to 31 in literally three weeks, right? Yeah. And at the bottom of that caption, you wrote some words and you would, would you mind sharing uh, what those words were with our viewers? Yeah. So that's that's when I was still eating a meat based diet. So, you know, I feel like. At that at that time in my life, it was a lot of acidic products that I I was putting into my body, a lot of meat, a lot of dairy, um, a lot of alcohol, just different things. Right. And that's how I got to that place in that bed. Right. And then once I once I made that transformation um i started thinking about what am i really putting in my body what i what do i really need to put in my body and that's when i start going plant-based right um it's actually almost going on five years since i've been Mm. completely plant-based right Uh. um when i first initially made my was making my transition 
unconsciously, you know, in our community, when we think about like meats that we need to cut out automatically when you want to be healthier, right? What are some of those, what are some of those meats that we can automatically say, oh, that's not a healthy meat. I shouldn't eat that. Right. Pork. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Well, yeah. When when you say stuff like that, like you say, oh, I need to cut out the pork, right? Or I need to cut out the beef. I need to cut out mm-hmm. that red meat, right? Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, um, those two things just always gravitate towards yeah. us. As a community, right. we can ask probably a hundred people and 90% of the people would say pork and uh, red meat. Right. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, we say, Oh, well, something healthier, chicken, Turkey, fish. And obviously that's moving in the, in the right direction. Right. Just cutting back, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of frying food, baking food. And uh, I went through that process. Right. Until, until I got to the point where somebody asked me, about being plant-based, right? And I really didn't, I really thought they were talking about being vegetarian versus being vegan. Cause I didn't know exactly what a vegan was at that point in my life. But as I educated myself and got more information, I just thought it was very interesting. I didn't think I was gonna be doing it from there, that point on. But um, after I tried it and really felt the difference, I was actually talking to one of my clients earlier, Miss Tanya, which is she's on here. And uh, it was at that point where I start feeling once I start eating more of a plant based diet, I start feeling the difference inside of myself. Right. The different kind of energy, because even at a certain point Mm -hmm. in my life around my my late 20s. I started suffering from anxiety, depression, different things like that as well. That I felt like came out of nowhere. Right. And I was like, where did did this come from? Right. I didn't know anybody else in my family that was really suffering from it. If they were, they don't speak about it because, you know, a lot of times we don't speak about the mental health issues in our household. So even if they did have those issues, I didn't know of anybody to talk to. Right. So it was something that I was kind of dealing on my dealing with on my own as well. And as I was transitioning, changing my diet, cutting out the meat, cutting out the dairy, I started really feeling a change. And I was like, wow. I was like, I started putting two to two, two and two together. And I was like, wow, a lot of that was through my diet that I was getting this energy. Right. And at that point, that's when I, that's when I knew that I wasn't going to go back. Right. I knew how good I was feeling and how I felt versus what I used to feel and the type of energy that I held versus what I was feeling now. And I was like, no, I can't see myself Uh, ever transitioning back. So, yeah, that was that was a huge moment in my life. Uh That's powerful. That's something. So I'm also vegan. Well, mostly vegan. Vegan yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I call myself too crazy. I say I'm mostly vegan. I'm de- plant based and mostly mostly vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we got the carnivores, we got the vegetarians, and we got the mostly vegans. Y'all and the pescatarians, we got the pescatarians, and the pescatarians mm-hmm. right? And the mostly vegans, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to the mostly vegans. And I yes. know that I made a, a major transition, right? Because I was like, my favorite snack in the world was y'all remember the oatmeal cream pies? Y'all ever had oatmeal mm-hmm. cream pies? Yeah, I've never even heard of that. You gotta be 250 and over to hear about oatmeal cream pie. That's an exclusive. You get that in the back of the club. (laughs) club. (laughs) It wasn't just oatmeal cream pie, it was the double decker. 
Right? Yeah. yeah, you ever had the double deck of oatmeal cream pie? Yeah, yeah man, I had like, all that stuff back in the day. <laughs> all that, that was my joke. I used to, back in the day when it was like 75 cents at the store, I used to take yeah. my little $5 allowance. I would give me like six oatmeal cream pies. Oh my I would God. Just, whatever it takes. Go in. Whatever it takes. I got to get it in my body, right? But I realized that, like, when you think about it, right, food is energy, right? And I never yeah. thought of it this way. Like, food for me was just something I could put in my mouth. Right yeah, to keep me past the time, right? Enjoyment, right? Yeah. And I didn't realize that it was like a drug, it became an addiction, right? Mm -hmm. And I made a major transition because I started to realize like our bodies are like batteries, our bodies are like like cars, right? And food is fuel, right? But mm -hmm. would you ever put a Coca-Cola into your, your engine? <laughs> right. Into your gas and so into your, right, right. And when yeah. I started thinking of it that way, and then I used to be a heavy meat eater, right? Like I remember. My mom would shop at Costco and she would get the she would get the hot links, right? Yeah. Like the, the Louisiana head. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Y'all yeah. some eaters here. She would get the Louisiana hot links, right? And then she would put them in the oven with like some onions and like some barbecue sauce and just like all kinds, just all kinds of things that I love, right? And I would go to work. <laughs> I would clock in and eat all the sausage, right? <laughs> and then I realized like these, what we're consuming. Right. One, we have no idea where it came from, like at yeah. all. We have no idea how long it's been in that package, the process it went through to get into that package, not understanding like this. This used to be like an alive thing, right? Like it's yeah. something that was like alive and had like children and had like a mate, <laughs> right? Just like yeah. these, these are like like animals, right? And not just that, but the way in America, because there's such a high demand for meat. And we don't really care where it comes from or how it gets on our plate. Like these things are like, like mass. But I don't want to. I don't want to lose people, right? Like, yeah, yeah. but this this is facts. Like what I'm talking about. Like this is the real deal, right? Like yeah. we literally produce animals to murder them so we can consume them, right? Yeah. And like the consumption is so high in this country, and it's like these animals are murdered, and just like a human, right? There are certain chemicals and toxins that are released into our body. When we're in a state of fear and anxiety, right? right? Mm -hmm. Uh oh, oh, they might, they might about to cut, cut this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to start talking about the vaccine next. <laughs> next time, next show, next, next show. Next show. But long story short, right? Just, just being mindful, right? Like you look at somebody like Cat, right? And you wouldn't know this looking at him now unless right. you knew his story. But this right. man was 30 years young, mm -hmm. had a heart attack, and was about to die. Because of what he was putting, you could say, oh, well, he also worked in corporate America. Like the, the food didn't help. <laughs> right. Like, right. You got to also think when you're talking about the, the process, right, the, the time it takes for an animal to be fully developed, right, can take up to a year. Now, how do they expedite those processes? Right. By by exposing these animals to hormones. Right, mm -hmm. growth hormones, steroids, right. different things right. like that to grow them faster, right? Mm -hmm. Bigger and faster. It's a business, right? So, if this animal's since since the day it's been born, been exposed to growth hormones and all that kind of stuff, and now we eat it, what does that do to us mm -hmm. on the inside? What do the mm -hmm. hormones do to us? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if you think about somebody that takes steroids, right? Mm -hmm. What's one of the side side effects? of taking steroids. <laughs> Have balls. you ever heard of anybody raging? Huh? Mm -hmm, oh, right. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. So all these different things that we can be suffering from mentally 
that we're consuming that we don't understand where these symptoms are coming from. We have to think about what we're putting in our gut and what we're absorbing because mm-hmm. that affects our immune system. That affects our total body. That affects our mental health, the whole night. Very much so. And nobody right. ever presents it to us in that light in our community. You know what right. I'm saying? Nobody right. ever talks about like, oh, what's your diet? You know, if right. you're suffering from some of these things, anxiety, depression, all these right. other things, nobody ever says, oh, it might be your diet and what you're putting inside yourself versus, you know, take this pharmaceutical, right. this antidepressant and all right. these other things. And this is going to yeah. fix the issue. You know? yeah. But also, too, when when Quezzy mentioned, um, you know, we don't know where the food comes from. Right. Yeah. Like you said that earlier on, Quezzy. And I think part of the issue is that we are often lied to about where something is coming from. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, y'all, if anybody out there is a seafood eater and you want to stay a seafood eater, don't watch Seaspiracy on Netflix. Seaspiracy will make you never, let me tell you, I saw this and I was like, yeah. So so don't do it if you wanna stay a seafood eater. Um, But, you know, there are things that come on some of our packaging, like what they talk about in that film is dolphin safe tuna. You know, so you're thinking to yourself, well, I can eat this tuna because it's not killing dolphins. What that mean? And yeah, d- yeah. But the truth of the matter is it's all a lie. They're killing uh, dozens of dolphins just to get to that tuna. Oh my goodness. You know? And yeah, so drop nets. You know what I'm yeah, they don't know what's it's, it is crazy, net. right? And yeah. so, and then there are, um, like you were saying about, you know, killing animals or whatever for that, you know, the, our culture, is that of not thinking about those things. Our right. culture, we cu- we grow up watching TV, watching these commercials where the cows are happy to provide us with milk. <laughs> where the, the cow yeah, is not they happy. They have a union, they have a cow union right. out there. The taking care of them. They have a benefit package. <laughs> right, the cow is yeah. not happy that you take their baby away from them so that yeah, you can yeah. take their milk. That's just not, that's like, like it's not real. So the stuff that we see, it's just not reality. And so, and so people may choose to, to eat uh, animal products anyway, you know, and that that's their thing, but understand that there are some risks involved um, in a certain, in certain dietary behaviors. And that's what, what cat experienced. Yeah. And, and what we all, also have to understand, you know, for that animal to provide milk. And I didn't even think about this growing up, right? right? Like for any animal to provide milk like that on a consistent basis, it has to be lactating, right? It has to yeah. be pregnant and, you know, right. so they have yeah, to produce keep these animals right. pregnant throughout the year yeah. to make sure that they have milk. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, wow. wow. It's mm-hmm. like, all the stuff, like the hormones that have to be going through the animal to to have this milk and everything is yeah. like, wow, what am I really drinking wow. right here? Right. Yeah. 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 And it's not even just body. that too. It's the it's what they're eat, some of them are eating. It's in the even oh, yeah. if we're trying to go with like grass fed and yeah. and you know and free range and all of the um, buzzwords that yeah. keep people thinking to themselves, well, this is okay. You know, yeah. people always get all up in arms when I tell people I don't eat chicken. They're like, what? How do you live your life with no chicken? You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, 
there's many, many other things to be in life, (laughs) you know. Um, But, you know, so you have to think about not just what you're eating, but what the animal is eating. You know, and 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 sometimes, they, you know, it is a grass fed. Whatever. That's fine. Whatever people want to do. But understand that there are many you don't always know exactly your body chemistry because we're not mm. walking around knowing. And, you know, we know. For the most part, so all of uh, all of us know what our families are experiencing unless we're like adopted or raised in a family that wasn't our biological family. You can look at the people above you and say, okay, this person has suffered from this. So what can I do to make sure that I don't suffer from that? But that's not where we start. We start with, I'm going to eat what my family taught me to eat. Yeah. You know, that's how we start. Programming. That's the programming. And then later on, when you start experiencing problems, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, maybe I should look in another direction here, you know? Yeah. 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 That's real. That's real. And I, I keep seeing this, uh, this meme. I'm sure y'all have seen it too, but it, it asks, um, I wonder what the first human was doing when they discovered cow milk, right? Like, what, yeah. what was the thought process that did? <laughs> Man, they was high as a kite or something. Oh you walk God. over and be like, I'm so curious. I want some of that. that tastes like. What? Yeah, I want, I want some of that. That looks what like. What were they doing? That calf looks so I want to go over there and squeeze that. Right. I am And drink out of it. You just go see the, the baby calf and you're like, oh, get out of the yeah. way. It's my, my time. Milk. Oh, my God. Over here. Tell you space. Selfish. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it, and, but to be, to be all bullshit aside, like, we don't know what those people were going through at that time. Those people could have been starving. It could have been, you know, the crops couldn't have came in and they were like, man, we need to do something to survive. What are the animals doing? And it's like, oh, well, you know, the, the cows providing milk. Let's, let's see if we can survive on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that was their reality at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that yeah. was, the, you know, like I think about same same question about how people probably got introduced to fish. Right. Well, if I'm some kind of tribe and I'm living by the water and I want to go, you know, as far as I can out, I probably brought so much supplies. Right. But what happened when those supplies, they were all gone and I'm yeah. still out on the ocean somewhere. Right. I probably yeah. had to figure out to catch something in the ocean sure. to eat it to survive. Right. Sure. Yeah. And said, okay, I can survive off of this until I get back to land. Right. And yeah. when I got back to land, they're like, well, you've been gone for a long time. How did you survive? Oh, well, I, I figured out I could eat some, something out the ocean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And also, but the, yeah. the ocean wasn't suffering then the way that it oh. is now. So there right. isn't the garbage and the fish ingesting plastics oil. and all of the things, the oil, the plastics, yeah. the, all of yeah, the garbage the and all that, the, that, that exists now. So even like my grandfather lived to, I don't know how, forever. And, <laughs> and when, but when he was growing up and forming his body and forming his, his healthy body, mm-hmm. the meat and stuff that they were eating at that time, and my grandmother was from a farm and all this other stuff, that was not what we have today. You know, it is so, it was so, you know, much fresher and they knew exactly what was going into it. And it wasn't a whole bunch of garbage coming out of the water and coming out of the the soil. It was a completely different, um, a completely different animal (laughs) <laughs> you know, literally yeah. and figuratively. So it's just, things are just very different. 
um, now, especially in this country, you know, that we we don't really know what we're getting. The packaging itself is lying to you. Yeah, the patch yeah. packaging itself is lying to you. What, so. What's so interesting, like on uh, a lot of foods, especially on the shelves, like like that have the long shelf life. It's so funny that a lot of places in other parts of the world won't allow a lot of those ingredients into yeah. their foods and put them on the yeah. shelves, but it's perfectly fine yeah. here. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. The FDA, the FDA in this country will approve almost anything. Oh yeah. Cause you and know, they get, they get, they getting cut. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. cutting the check at the end of the day. Somebody's That's like, oh, right. That's need, right. Cause they're in extra... cahoots. They're in cahoots with the pharmaceutical companies. They don't want you to be necessarily healthy because then they, there's a lot of money changing hands out there that, yeah. um, that it it's not about you being a healthy person. It's about lining their pockets. Bottom yeah. dollar, right. bottom dollar. And th this is good. This is really good. And I, I want to transition and ask Kat, like, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about what happened, right? And I feel like now is a good time to talk about what's happening, right? And mm. like just discussing that, that transition, right? Because I, I feel like most people, uh, especially those who are watching this live and who are going to watch the rebroadcast, like most people are where you were at, right? Mm. Like in a state of just being unaware, right? Like being ignorant. And that that's how we're taught to be. Like obviously in this country, like we don't learn about ingredients, you know, and we don't learn about where our food really comes from. Like we're, we're intentionally kept in the dark, right? So you are, you are a true American citizen in so many ways, but there was obviously an enlightening, like an awareness that led you to where you are now, right? Being like a fitness advocate, being a health advocate, literally starting Heal the Hood, right? And educating families and our communities on, on what we're putting into our bodies and the love of activity that we should have on a daily basis. But like, what, what was that transition like, right? So you had the heart attack, you're laying in your deathbed, you have your life flash before your eyes. What happened next? Um, after that, like directly after that, it was like, okay, I need to get testing done to see exactly what's going on. Cause like I said, once I left the hospital, um, they said I was, I was good on the aspect of, you know, they, they could release me, but I was still suffering from this tightness and shortness of breath in my chest. Right. So I had to go mm -hmm. see a cardiologist. Mm -hmm. So from there, I went to go to see a cardiologist. He, uh, it, what was crazy was he actually knew my family history. Like I came to this doctor, I, this specialist, I never, I thought I never met him before. Right. But he was looking through my profile. And at that point he looked at my last name. My last name is Catley. Right. So mm -hmm. he looked, and he was like, do you know what Gladys, do, do you know a Gladys Catley? And I was like, yeah, mm. that's my grandmother. Mind you, my grandmother passed away in the mid nineties, right? Oh. Um, and that was probably when I was like 12 years old, right? 12 yeah. years old, now I'm 30. And this doctor's yeah. asking me about my grandmother, right? And I was wow. like, yeah, that's my grandmother. He was like, he was like, yeah, I worked with her. I know all her health issues, blah, 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 blah. He was like, I actually went to her funeral. Right. Wow. And I was like, wow. It was like, from what it sounds like is you have a congested valve. Right. And we ha might have to put a stent in there to open it up. And that's the pressure and tightness that you feel in your chest. It's not enough blood getting there. He was like, but wow. we have to do what's called a stress test. Right. Stress test. They put you on a treadmill and put all the monitors on you, seeing the oxygen, the blood flow, everything that's going on with your heart. Right. So I did that, got the results back and guess what? No, I didn't need a stent in my heart. And I was like, 
So what's going on? Like, you know, I'm really like, I want to get, I want to fix this. I want to get to the bottom of it. Like, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> right. And at that point, it was like, you know, when a doctor is like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what to tell you. That's so comforting. Whatever. That is so <laughs> comforting. And we put so much into our physicians, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, I know a, a lot of people in the black community, doctors are like gods. Yeah. You know, so if your doctor's like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you next. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you do? And he was like, well, what I can suggest is you probably want to, you know, want to lose some weight. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK. So in my mind, I was like, OK, like I know what it takes to get in shape. I know what to do. I just need to start implementing it. Right. So at that at that point, I put myself on a six month program to lose 70 mm-hmm. pounds. And it was intense. So I cut out all the alcohol, cut out all the junk food, cut out all the processed food, cut out the beef, the pork, and did mostly baked baked foods and vegetables, right? And in six months, obviously I was working out at that time, I was doing my strength and conditioning uh, throughout the six months, five days a week. Within six months, 70 pounds was gone, right? And then at that point, I just started reevaluating my life, right? Like I had the time to really like look and just be like, damn, like I got to this point in my life due to these things, like these stresses, this is the reason I was eating this way. This is the way I was treated, why I was treating myself this way. I was like, it's time for a change, right? So I looked at my life and it's just like, if I could be doing anything with my life right now, what would I be doing? What, what am I mm. passionate about? And I've always been passionate about fitness. I've always loved fitness since since I was younger. So I was like, let me get back into that. Because the only reason I got away from that is because, you know, as your loved ones tell you, they're like, okay, well, you know, if you don't have a job with benefits and this and that and the corporate dream, like it's not a real job, right? And being young at that time, you t- you're like, okay, well, obviously they must be telling me the best thing <laughs> that, that I should be doing. So that's why yeah. I pursued that and got away from the fitness world initially. Mm, right. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to go back and do something that I'm passionate about and see where that takes me. And that's when yeah. all these other doors start to open up. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. This is when the events start happening, doing the things that I do in the community and being able to provide a, a service and ed- really educating and, and making a difference in the community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's where it all started to change. It was like really betting on myself and not relying on corporate America anymore. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Self-sufficiency, right? right? And I, I want to recap because that was like, you fit that whole thing into like five minutes and there were like some major bombs that you dropped <laughs> in that five-minute yeah. period. And I hope that people caught it, but just, just to recap, right? At least from what I caught. So you mentioned that, you know, immediately after you had the heart attack, the health scare, and then the doctor's like, hey, you might need a heart stint, but by the way, your grandmother, like I was her physician, right? Like I yeah. took care of her and I was actually at her funeral, right? Like first and foremost, yeah. like mind blowing moment, right. okay? Right. And then they give you the stress test, right? And yeah. you find out that, you know, you don't need the heart stint and the doctor's kind of like, I don't really know what's going on, but you should probably lose some weight, right? And so yeah. you may, now you you made that transition sound pretty easy, right? Like yeah. you going from having that health scare, like was the health scare, that traumatic? Like, did it shake you up that much where you were like, I have to make an immediate change? Because there are other people who let's, I mean, I believe that food is a drug, 
right? Like yeah. to it be is. completely honest, it's fuel, it but is. it's also it's a it can be very addictive, right? Yeah, of course. So you being in that position, like it doesn't sound like your your circumstance changed that much, but obviously you're like you had a major life crisis, right? Yeah. And was it that severe where you never relapsed, right? Or were there moments where it was like you had a setback and then you had to remind yourself and keep moving forward? Um, that that first six months was pretty. It was like boot camp. It was pretty strict. It was like it's all or nothing, right? right. I felt like if I went back, I was gonna die. And I was thinking, just like I was telling you when I was in the ambulance, I was thinking about what I had to lose, right? I would compare the choices that I was making in life. Is it worth going to the fast food place? and potentially eating this burger, this junk food, or seeing my kids grow up, in my mind. That's the extent that I, I kind of painted in my mind, oh, right? Man. It was like, that first six months, like I said, it was no alcohol, no processed foods, no fast foods. And it's so funny because even when I was still working in corporate America, I was bringing my lunch to work, right? And a lot of times they would have, you know, we'd have luncheons and all this kind of stuff where the job provides you uh, food and snacks. And, you know, in the morning time, they bring us donuts, they bring us coffee, they bring us juice and lunch. They give us pizza, sandwiches, <laughs> all these all these different kind of things. Right. Yeah. But at that point, and it was all free. Right. It was mm. like a buffet of free, free Ooh. junk food and all the stuff. And it's so funny because as I'm bringing my package to lunch, like my meal prep to work, like my co-workers are looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? I was mm. like, I'm having lunch. They're like, they're giving us lunch. Why are you bringing food? <laughs> and I was like, because I was like, that has everything that I don't need right now. Right. And they really, at first, I was I was pretty much like the joke of the office. Like, look at this sure. guy, he's bringing lunch. He was getting free food and this guy's, you know, eating home cooked meals kind of thing, right? <laughs> but as, as the months went on and they started seeing my transformation and seeing that I was really serious and seeing me lose all the weight and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like a lot of people were like, oh man, you really did that. Like, like they watched me at the office yeah. every yeah. day, have my lunch, do my workouts, yeah. do all these things. And over six months they looked up and was like, damn, you really did that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of people yeah. were kind of like it, you know, it jogged a lot of things for a lot of people, even at the office. So, okay. um, yeah. yeah, that that first six months was pretty intense. I, I would say um, I I don't I can't think of a time that I really like went and went out to eat or anything like that. And it was just something I knew inside myself that I had to do. I had to accomplish yeah. for myself. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, is that going to be for everybody? No. Like, you know, sometimes you need those baby steps. You need to right. you need to make that transition. Right. Me. It was more of like it was all or nothing. Like I right. said, yeah. that that experience in the ambulance, the hospital, the whole nine was like, oh. no, this is not yeah. where I want to be in my life. Right. And you had a previous experience. You had a previous period in your time where fitness was a passion for you. Exactly. So you didn't start from zero like yeah. a lot of people start from zero. And yeah. so when people, a lot of times, what would you say to people, Kat, who start something and then they will fall off the wagon and then that makes them feel really bad and, and then it's hard for them to get back started again because yeah. they don't have that kind of fitness history that you that you had to kind of go back to. 
you know? I would say always, and I talk to my clients about this all the time. I say, find things that you like, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're always finding these trendy, trendy mm -hmm. diets, trendy workouts, all these things that are trending. Oh, the yes. next best workout, the next best yeah. diet, the next, all mm -hmm. these things, right? Yeah. And I tell people, I said, that's all good. But I said, you just got to find things that you're truly passionate about. Like, right. I, I really get to know my clients and talk to them about, you know, if they love dancing, if they like going out yeah. and riding bikes, if they like skating, swimming, just what kind of activities do you enjoy? Right? Do what you love. Do what, do you, what love. you love. Right. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if you're doing something that you're passionate about and you're excited about doing it, you're going to be consistency. And, yeah. I, and the consistency is the key, yeah. the key mm -hmm. to, to getting there. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not always doing the, the, the crazy workouts that you see on your Instagram page or your Facebook mm -hmm. page or whatever the case may be. It's about getting up and just getting that body moving. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And finding what works for you. Right. Yeah. So when when people say the, these one 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 and done kind of workout trends and stuff like that, I'm yeah. like that. That's when you see people they do the trend, the trendy thing for a couple months or a year or something. Mm -hmm. And they they typically fall off, right? They do the trendy diet for a couple months or a year and they fall off, right? It's like really understanding why I'm eating this way. You right. know what I'm saying? Why am I putting these foods in my body? What are the benefits? How's it recharging me? How is it fueling my my um, my immune system? You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. all these right. things. Then you start to really understand like, oh, I know why I'm doing this versus yeah. just doing it just because. Right. right. Yeah. Can you address things like, oh, I'm sorry, Quizzy. I was just no, going to say, ahead, can you address ahead. things like shortcuts? Because, mm, yeah. you know, I'm not going to name no names, <laughs> but I know some people. Um, I do have a friend. Maybe she's watching at this moment hey, um, who about maybe, I don't know how many years ago this was, might've been six or seven years ago where she was like, I found this new thing. It's called diet cookies. I can eat all the cookies <laughs> you know, a, I want. It's a diet, it's called, what? diet cookies. Diet so cookies. it had, had some sort Sign of, I think it was like an um, appetite suppressant in a cookies. You nice. know? <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a box. And right I was like, listen, and I'd been telling her for years, you know, I'd been talking to her for years and years about nutrition stuff. And I was like, that's not a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that is not a way to help or the, the, what are those things called that a lot of women uh the 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 since your way it like wraps oh, your waist, up, waist, waist trainers, trainers. Yeah, yeah waist yeah. trainers um so yeah. squishing all of your organs into a oh, small man. compact thing is not actually good for your organs yeah. like what can we do mm. um because you have you have clients and yeah. you know i'm assuming that you have clients that have tried some sort of kooky diet Indeed. at some point yeah. or some sort of strange thing. What do you tell those people? Yeah, I, I just asked him, why do you think, why do you think that's going to work? And he's like, oh, because of whatever, however they saw it promoted, right? Sure. And we have those conversations, just having a normal yeah. conversation. Yeah. I was like, well, essentially, okay, if, if you have a waist trainer on, right, your lungs have to contract and expand, right? To breathe, right? If you have something that's tight around your waist, how how is that going to affect your breathing? They're like, right. it's going to restrict my breathing. I'm like, yeah. do you think that's healthy? They're like, mm, not so much. And it's like, 
well, there goes your answer for yourself, right? right. Yeah. Just kind of just breaking it down in its its simplest form, kind of just right. yeah. asking yourself like common sense questions at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you right. know, and just right. and you know, I'll be like, yeah, it, it can help you sweat more, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But essentially, so does a hoodie. So does a right. lot of different other things, you know, a wearing bag. a couple layer, right. layer yeah, right. a couple layer of clothes and different things like yeah. that to get you to sweat more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. are, are you just looking to sweat more? Or are you actually looking to burn fat and build muscle, right? Yeah. Do you think the band burns fat and builds muscle by itself? Or do you think the activity that you do burns the fat and builds the muscle? Yeah. Well, obviously yeah. the activity. Well, so what the what is the band essentially doing, right? Is it worth your money? Mm-hmm. It's trendy, it's cool, it makes you look good in pictures, but how much right. does it actually make a change? Yeah. Yeah. Asking you know, those like questions. I said, it gets you to sweat more. If you're looking to lose some water weight, there's a great right. way to lose some water weight. Right. But yeah. you know, what's the goal of it? Like, why are we really doing this? Right. Yeah. Right. And that that's amazing. Actually, so we have a few minutes left, but I want to share this picture one last time, Kat, because we talked about where you were. We talked about where you're at. And now I want to discuss really briefly just where you're going. You know, if you could share with the people, I mean, obviously this picture on the right is a major, major transition from where you were on the left, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. in every sense of the word, like it's shocking. That's even the same human being, right? right. Showing the potential for growth and change and transformation. But let's just talk really quick, you know, like where where are you currently going in your health journey? Um, and where do you plan to be, let's say in the next like five to 10 years? Yeah, um, right now it's been, it's, it's really been big and speaking to my spirit to continue to uh, push the, the Heal the Hood events that we're doing and the workshops, just because of what we've been talking about, just the, the educational piece, right? Because there's so many people in our community suffering from the same, the exact same thing, right? How many of us, even even on this, this, uh, this live broadcast right now, know somebody that's overweight, right? That's suffering from obesity <clears throat> or somebody suffering from high blood pressure or diabetes or heart disease. These things, these words are just so common in our, our community right now. Like we know not only one person, but probably a handful of people that are all suffering from these different things. And a lot of it, it just has to do with our nutrition, our physical fitness and our environment when it comes to work and different things like that. Like uh, mental health has a lot of uh, a lot of issues when it comes to different diseases as well. Like we forget that the stress that we put into our life creates a lot of diseases within. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we don't we don't talk about that in our community. So the whole goal of the Heal the Hood uh, workshops and events that we do is to go back in our community and take people um, that have gone through the process. Right. And now have become like health coaches and, you know, sharing their experiences, sharing their resources, their tools to to the community to show people what steps you need to start to take if you're interested in moving in that direction in your own personal life, right? So I know this mission has outgrown what what I initially thought I was supposed to do. I thought it was a one man show like Cat Fitness, you know, rah, rah, rah. But no, it's Mm -hmm. all about bringing all these coaches in our community together and us to heal the community as one because my story might impact X amount of people, but then you have somebody else that has a whole different story. I know p- people that have reversed um, blood cancer, right? Mm. Typically, when you hear something like blood cancer, you're like, oh man, it's it's time to check out. 
But um, I have a friend that's named Chuck and he actually, he went through the process. He had blood cancer. He had all these health issues the whole night. He started changing his diet. Um, he went uh, vegan, uh, plant-based, and he also started working out and doing all these different things. And guess what? The doctors to this day do not know how he reversed his blood cancer. Right? Wow. When they told him, they was like, you might not be able to see your son graduate from high school. This is mm -hmm. the conversations the doctors wow. are having with them. Right? Mm -hmm. And after a year or two, after him changing his diet, working out and everything, the blood cancer went away. Right. Wow. And now they, there's no traces of it. And how does that happen? Right. Okay. So these are the conversations that we need to start having with our community is like, you know, doctors do have a purpose. Right. I'm not trying to discredit doctors and say, don't trust Absolutely. any doctor or anything like Absolutely. that. But you have to weigh your options. There's a lot of things that we're not knowledgeable about in our community and we're not exposed to. So mm -hmm. giving people those resources is like the new mission. It's like, hey, how many communities can we go through and do these workshops mm -hmm. and have these mm -hmm. educational talks and create these different platforms where people can ask questions and reach out? And it, I'm not sitting here telling you like I have all the answers, right? Mm -hmm. But I've come across so many people and so many different resources. I bet you I know somebody that I can point you in the right direction right. that can help you out where you're at in your own personal journey. Right. right. So, and that's empowering I'm, them. That's empowering our that's community. That's empowering each individual to 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 learn. You know, exactly. to learn and to seek. So mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, and that's what yeah. this is all about. You know, for for our viewers watching live, you know, thank you for tuning in. For the people who are watching the rebroadcast, the thousands of you, tens of thousands that are going to watch the rebroadcast, we're very mm -hmm. grateful that at the very least, y'all are here to just get a new perspective. Right. So we're not saying eating meat is bad or drinking mm -hmm. milk is bad or being the only mammal that drinks another mammal's milk is bad. We're not saying none of that. We're engaging in some conversation, right? Yeah. Because I know for a fact, you know, much like Kat, I was actually diagnosed as pre-diabetic when I was like 13 wow. years old, 12, 13 years old, right? And I was like, I was a milk drinker. I drank yeah. milk every day, and I don't mean from my mom's breast. I mean like from a cow right. every yeah. freaking day, sure. right? Yeah. Multiple glasses because it makes you and stronger and taller, and this is oh yeah, like, yes, and that's the only way that you can get dense. calcium. That's the yeah. only right. way. <laughs> but that was like being a '90s kid, right? Like I'm sure, sure. in the '80s, the '70s, the '60s, it was the same thing. But being a '90s kid, like I remember those commercials vividly, right? Like yeah. the milk commercials, and they had like the Nesquik with the strawberry yeah. and the chocolate and the banana, and like they had the whole Powerpuff Girls thing, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Like all that was attached. You remember, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Trying to brainwash me and stuff, right? Oh I was God. in it though. I was in the mix. <laughs> you know, I wanted all of it, but I didn't see how those habits and behaviors led to my diagnosis, right? There was mm -hmm. no connection in my mind. And I know somebody never got out of that phase because at least I had my wake up call. Some people are still waiting on their wake up call. And I, sure. I can only pray that this helps to steer you in the right direction. Uh, so, again, thank y'all for tuning in. But we're coming to a close, ladies and gentlemen. This has been beautiful. Um, Kat, tell the people, where can they find Thank you for being our guest today. Where, where can they yeah. find you, brother? Yeah, you can, on my own personal page, you can look me up on IG at CatFitness3, um, on Facebook, CatFitness. My website is www.catfitnesswellnesscenter.com if you're interested in joining our online classes or seeing if we have any one-on-one -on -one spots available. You can definitely reach out to me there. 
or on any of my my social media platforms. Uh, but if you want to just check out, you know, more information on rebroadcasting of Heal the Hood, uh, our IG page is Heal the Hood Events. On Instagram, it's Heal the Hood. On Facebook, and thanks to Brother Quesi, we have a YouTube page now to Heal the Hood. So you can catch our videos on the Heal the Hood uh, YouTube page as well. Amen. Where can they find y'all at though? Because y'all have so much great information, you know, because sometimes our pockets are hurting. Sometimes we need a little bit more of self-care and what that looks like for <laughs> individuals. So where can we find y'all at? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you can, can talk find to the people. me. Ooh. Yeah, you can find me at Ruby Envy on Instagram, Ruby Envy on Facebook, Ruby Ruby Envy on Twitter. I'm on uh, Clubhouse, Kenya Asa on Clubhouse. And what else? Is that it? I think that's it right now. <laughs> Where can they find you, brother? Absolutely, absolutely. So, oh, that's the alarm. That means it's definitely time to go. But you can find me at Questy.Dreams on Instagram, Questy Dreams on Facebook. Questy Dreams on YouTube, but I'm out here. I'm around. You can look up Alignment Agency. That's the name of the firm that my wife and I have started in finances, working with our community to unite wealth and wellness because they can and should be one and the same. Um, but just tune in every Tuesday at five o'clock. Especially when people say it costs show. too much to be healthy. Right. Oh, geez, you know, that's why that's, that's why they're making these decisions. It's like, well, it's I want to be healthy, but it costs too much. Right. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things. Costs. You know, that's another that's another uh, lie that we we tell ourselves why we don't make that transition, because it, yeah. it, it's really not. I mean, when you look at it, um, buying I mean, obviously, if you're buying any kind of processed foods, it can kind of get expensive. Right. But if you're buying, you know, plant based whole foods and stuff like that and you're getting stuff in season, y'all making mm. sure that you're getting stuff in season it could, and finding places that you can find it affordable. Right. Oh. So if you have any more questions about things like that and you're looking to make those kind of transitions, you know, going from, you know, a meat based diet, you know, closer, not saying that you have to go all the way, but right. being closer to a plant based whole food diet, feel free to reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. I got a, a lot of great content I can shoot y'all uh, to start giving y'all some information to help make that transition as well, y'all. There it is. Okay. There it is. Well, that's a better point than any to end on. So, Y'all can find us at Anything Can Happen show with Kat, Kenya, and Questy every Tuesday live, 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. You can also catch us on the rebroadcast on YouTube. We post some clips and highlights on Instagram. You can watch it on Facebook as well. If you want to find it, you know where to find us. But that's all okay. we got. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest of y'all evening. And once again, peace out. Yeah.